0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Well, hello everyone and welcome back. And now we're going to talk about well, we're going to talk about spirituality and sort of encompassing all religions and all faiths. And my guest today is Steven Greenberg, and he has a wonderful book, and I want to tell you all about what he is doing. His book is called One Family Indivisible, and it's a spiritual memoir. And he says, we have divided ourselves by race, gender, ethnicity, and most empathically at this moment, our spiritual differences. He's an interfaith minister whose story leads to ultimate acknowledgement of humanity. We can fill our hearts with love or hate, he says, but it's time to choose love. Welcome, Stephen Greenberg.
2: Thank you very
1: much. And and
2: forgive me for one small thing. It's green bomb is in green tree.
1: I'm so sorry. And and you know and I see it. I see it right here. I think you know you know how sometimes you'll see something and then you think of it you just have an association?
2: (laughs) Oh yes, absolutely. And and Go ahead. The truth of it is none of us is perfect. What can we do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen Greenbob, and again, yep. his um, his book is One Family Indivis- Indivisible. So, what do you mean by One Family Indivisible? Why is this so important to you?
2: Uh, well, it's, it's become ever more important to me, but it's always been important. It's one family. For me, uh, the human family is my family, and I of uh, whether we I am so and I don't I you know I don't want to get too wound up here but it's it for me it's so exhausting and frustrating when we divide ourselves up into us and them, you know, those those people, mm-hmm. whoever those people are this week that we're afraid of. And for me it's we're one family. And I for crying out loud could be please stop dividing ourselves and subdividing ourselves. Uh, it's not like we just have small, we divide ourselves, but then uh, since I'm a, a, a Jew, uh, you know, Jews divide ourselves into reform, and Orthodox, and then there's the ultra-Orthodox, and then there's the Reconstructionists, there's the conservative Christians mm-hmm. divide themselves, a Catholic-Protestant, well, well, Protestant, are you Methodist, or are you Lutheran, or Baptist? Of, I mean, all across the way, we divide ourselves, and for me, personally, we're one family. Now, it's not that, you know, one thing that some people can get confused about. It's not that we never get mad at each other. I mean we all come from families and I don't think any of us have ever gone through life without getting really upset with a member of our family. So it's not like we never have problems, it's not like we never get mad, it's not like we never have arguments, but we are one family and at the end of the day, what I would hope and this is what the book is all about is my spiritual journey towards this, but the at the end of the day we are one family. People of color are my family. People who are not up following my tr- spiritual tradition are my family. Uh, and it's, for me, it's just, it is, as you can probably tell, I get a bit carried away here, but for me, it's so important that we stop throwing stones at each other. Uh, and I'll, I'll shut up now. And then <laughs> But that's that for me is it, that's why it's 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 a core it's a core part of who I am and and what I what I hope people can take from the book is that we are one family indivisible. So stop right. dividing us.
1: So so when you are as an interfaith minister, do you yep. have people of all faiths in your congregation? Mm-hmm. Well, you not all, all faiths,
2: faiths, but any faith is welcome. I mean, some people haven't come through the door, but any faith is welcome. It, well, the way we start every, uh, every service is that uh, all people of goodwill are welcome. And mm-hmm. uh, that's the one thing that we say, because if you're a person of ill will, whether you're, whatever your spiritual tradition, uh, we're not interested. But if you're a person of goodwill then you're welcome, and the one thing that we also say at the beginning of our services are, bring who you are in with you, but always remember that the people seated around you have brought who they are in with them as well, and all of goodwill are welcome. That's how we start every service.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. How do you structure your services?
2: Structure in terms of what the rituals are?
1: Yeah, what or, the rituals are, kind of, um, you know, how, how the theme is. because Well, basically, is it, is and the one a, thing I do have to Jewish? say is,
2: uh, I just retired. I'm, I'm, I'm a sprightly 71, so I decided it was time to turn the terrains over to someone else. And what the joy is, the new, our new minister, who is a dear friend, I am a Jewish male. She is a Lutheran female. So we are, but we're both interfaith ministers. Uh, and if she decides to restructure things a little bit, that's up to her. I'm now just a member of the congregation. But with, with that caveat, the service starts with a welcome. And again, that's what we just talked about, that we are welcoming all people of goodwill. Uh, and then we will sing uh a hymn. Uh, based on a text of Rumi, uh, the uh, the Sufi poet, "Come, come, whoever you are," and that's that hymn we sing virtually every time. Then there's uh, a welcoming, affirming statement, uh, and then depending on uh, uh, who is going to be giving the sermon of uh, and what the sermon's because we will like. This coming Saturday, we will be celebrating the Baha'i faith and uh, the Bab, and two members of our congregation who follow uh, the Baha'i faith will be leading us. So we will be singing some Baha'i songs, and we will be learning about, uh, they will be sharing uh, their experiences about the Baha'i faith and why they are drawn to it. Uh, At another service, uh, we might be honoring a Jewish uh, holy day, and uh, like a, a few weeks ago, I, w- I as uh, now as a guest minister <laughs> as opposed to the lead minister, uh, I led a, a Yom Kippur service. So we we celebrate each other's holy days. Uh, we learn from each other, and the structure of the service is based on what we what it is we're going to be. Uh, there's usually a, a responsive reading, but that's based on what the person who's leading the service uh, thinks is a good text for us. Uh, the whole idea of the service is to celebrate mm-hmm. each other's spiritual traditions so that when we celebrate Christmas uh, or Easter, uh, I'm there celebrating. I'm not, I don't necessarily, as a Jew, I don't. Necessarily believe everything that's a part of the service. On the other hand, I respect the people in the congregation who do believe it. So I celebrate Mm -hmm. with them as they celebrate with me when we celebrate, uh, as example Yom Kippur or Hanukkah or whatever.
1: So very important. Uh, Does that track? We've got a couple. Absolutely, we've got a couple of minutes before break. So um, tell. I know you like to use parables and analogies. Just share one that might help us to see interface as you, as you do.
2: Sure, I uh, I'd I'd, be, I'd love to. Uh, the way I see picture a, you know, whether it's Mount Sinai or whatever, a sacred mountain and at the top of that mountain dwells the love, the call to love, compassion, justice and community that all of our spiritual traditions have called us to. And if we look at them, and this is one of the things that we like to do, whether it's Christianity or Judaism or Hinduism or the Baha'i faith or Buddhism or, or, or uh, humanism, uh, there's this call to love, compassion, and justice acting in community. So think of it as this great mountain, and at the mountaintop there's this call. The Japanese have a folk saying that I love. It's There are many roads to the top of Mount Fuji. And for me, there are many paths to the top of this sacred mountain. One of these paths is Judaism. That will get me to the mountaintop if I walk it. Another path is Christianity. Another path is Buddhism. So we have all of these different sacred traditions that have paths to the mountaintop. For me, what is so frustrating is that rather than walk our paths, much too often, we are content to stand at the bottom of the mountain, throwing rocks at each other over whose path to the top is the right path. And interfaith says all of these paths can get us to the mountaintop if we walk them. So what we will usually say is something like, it's not the path you walk, it's how you walk your path. It's not the religion you practice. It's how you practice your religion. But interfaith says that all of our spiritual paths can get us to the mountaintop, to the love, compassion, community, and justice that we all seek. But we have to walk it. We can't just stand at the bottom and proclaiming how right we are. We have to walk our path.
1: Yeah, so important. All right, well, that's such good advice. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more to Stephen Greenbaum about his book, One Family Indivisible. And then I want to ask you about I know you have five pivotal spiritual experiences that led you to interfaith as a faith. So we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that when we come back. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. And, Stephen, how can people find your book? And then we'll come right back.
2: Well, hopefully in their local bookstores because local bookstores need support. But if they want to go online, Amazon.com has um, one family. If you go to Amazon.com and search for one family indivisible, boom, I'll pop up.
1: Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, We'll be right back with Stephen Greenbaum and his book, One Family Indivisible. I'm Patricia Raskin for The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back.
2: Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show.
1: Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking to Stephen Greenbaum, and his book is One Family Indivisible. And Stephen is an interfaith minister, and he really talks about the love of humanity. Welcome back, Stephen. Thank you. All right, right. tell us. Yeah, tell us about um, one of your pivotal spiritual experiences that led you to interfaith as a faith.
2: Uh, Sure. Uh, There were five experiences over my lifetime, and if I may, I'll I'll share the first one because that. Uh, I I was born just after uh, the Second World War. I'm 71, so I was, <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, and, you know, you can tell kids something when they're really young and they don't really track it. But at some point, they it suddenly sinks in. And I don't know what age I was. I'm guessing I was 6, 7, maybe 8 years old, whatever. But something must have happened, and we were discussing, or my family was discussing the Holocaust or the Shoah. At at dinner, and for the first time, it truly sank in. Uh, and it six million is a big number, but to be honest, at, at that age, six million is just a big number. But what totally got me was when my father explained that one out of every three Jews on the planet had been st- killed, murdered, mm. stepped on like like so many ants. Uh, one out of Every three on the planet, um, and it, it's and I'm I'm Jewish, and and to be honest, I didn't know what at that age I didn't really know what being Jewish was, other than the fact that I was Jewish, and one out of every three Jews on the planet, two out of three in Europe, wherever the heck Europe was, but one out of three on the planet had been shot or, or burned or starved or killed in some fashion, and it terrified me as uh and that the idea that people s- could hate me uh without mm-hmm. ever having met me hate it, me and everyone like me and it 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 absolutely shook me uh to where I was I've never been that scared or terrorized as as that moment but mm-hmm. fortunately I my life probably would have been different if my mom hadn't taken me aside afterwards, and what she told me and shared with me then is really what started me on my path. My mom said to me, well, do you like that some people hate you? Mm. I, no, I whispered back to her, and she said, well, do you like what it feels like to be hated? And I said, no. And then she looked straight at me, and then she said, then don't ever hate. Mm. Don't ever hate. And those words have been with me ever since then. And it really is what put me on the path towards interfaith. It was learn from your experience, extrapolate, respect our differences rather than fear them, and never, ever resort to hate. Mm. And while, to be honest, I didn't think of this until I was writing the book some 50 years later, but she was telling me a version of the golden rule you don't want you don't like what it feels like to be hated then you don't hate and for me that was that was huge that be, that became part of of the essence of who i am so i am very grateful to my mom for for putting that spin on such a horrible thing as learning about the holocaust and that uh, there is that much hate and and violence in the world.
1: Mm. Yeah, and so do you feel that your work is making a difference? Or let's let's rephrase that question. How okay. do you feel that your work is making a difference?
2: Well, uh, this will sound weird. Uh, I don't know how much of a difference it's making. I made a deal with God some year, about some time ago. Uh, it's a one-way deal. I made the deal, and I didn't hear anything back. But uh, I would dedicate my life towards interface. I would dedicate my life towards doing what I could, but I couldn't guarantee results. Uh, mm-hmm. So I can tell you what I how I hope my work will make a difference. But how much of a difference it's going to make is up to everyone else. I mean, it's, it's when I talk to people at, at about the book, I say. I can't do this. We can do this. Uh, so what I'm hoping is that more and more people will accept interfaith as a faith. And that faith is that there are all these different wonderful paths if we walk them. And one of the things that's really cool, we didn't mention it earlier, uh, many of the people at, at Living Interfaith, where I was the interfaith minister, uh, are what I call by-churched. Uh, I, you know, they don't just go to living interfaith; they go to interfaith, and they also go to their home synagogue or church or temple or whatever. Uh, what I hope we can make a difference is that we can begin to respect rather than fear our differences. What I hope people can get from the book is, and from my from my ministry. Uh, For the last 10 years, is that we don't, difference, the fact that you're different than I am doesn't make me less of a person. The fact that you're, that I'm different from you doesn't make you less of a person. There's nothing to fear from people who are different. It's, it's, there's, there's joy in the fact that if we were all the same, we would be so bored. So let us, you know, what I hope people can get from what I talk about is that we can respect and celebrate our differences as long as we all are looking to try to ascend that mountain of compassion, to, to and love, and and justice with each other. In other words, people of goodwill. Uh, that's what I'm hoping people can get from from or got from my ministry and and can hopefully get from the book is that we can enjoy the fact that we're different from each other. It's not a threat. And one of the things that I will throw out periodically is anyone who tells you to fear other people is trying to enslave you. Fear is one of the most effective ways of putting shackles on people. If you're Mm -hmm. afraid, you'll do almost anything. Let's stop mm-hmm. fearing each other. That's what I hope people can take. It's, it's time to, 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 to learn from each other. It's time to love each other. Yeah. And yes, if there, pe- there are people of bad will all over the place, but none of them belong to any one specific group. Uh, one of the things I learned growing up is there were Jews I could trust with my life and there were Jews I couldn't turn my back on for three seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you find the same with people from other spiritual traditions. If we can stop fearing our differences and work towards the love that we're after, this is what I hope comes from, from what I talk about and, and what I Wonderful. write about.
1: Wonderful. How can people find your book?
2: Uh, well, the, uh, eas- probably the easiest way if you want to go online is on Amazon, and all three of my books are there. The first two were books that I wrote outlining interfaith as a faith. And then this this book, One Family Indivisible, uh, is the spiritual journey that took me to those two books. Uh, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, you could go to uh, the publisher's website, that's msi.com. Um, and hopefully, and again, I'm, I'm a great believer in in local bookstores, so if your local bookstores by any chance carries it, uh, support your your bookstore before it goes out of business
1: I think that's great, great advice and um, do you give any workshops or lectures uh, yeah
2: I've, well i've i haven't done many workshops uh, at least not yet i've just retired and uh, yeah, I might be open to that i've been giving lectures uh, or at least talks about uh, the book uh, at several bookstores and I'll be going and I've been doing that for, for a couple of months and I'm, uh, when someone is, is gracious enough to invite me on her radio show I would be happy to talk <laughs> about on the, uh which
1: is wonderful we'll see yeah wonderful alright what would you like to leave our listeners with what's your message
2: we have about a minute well my message would be Of What we've talked about, Uh, please, let's stop throwing rocks at each other. Uh, We can be liberals or conservatives. We can be Jews or Christians or humanists. Uh, The fact that we may not agree does not mean that the person disagreeing with me is evil. Could we please love each other? Could we please treat each other with respect? Uh, Yes. We are one Thank family, you. and I, if I could leave with any one message, it would be, please remember we are a family. We are all a family, and Thank don't you, divide Stephen. us.
1: Thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you on the program, Stephen Greenbaum, and again, a wonderful book, and the name of the book is One Family, Indivisible. All right. Thanks a lot for coming on the program. Stay on the line for a second, Stephen. Sure,
2: thank you very much.
1: All right, you're welcome. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. You can also write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. I'll put you on my newsletter list, and you can see the guests we have on each month, all these wonderful people. Until next time, have a great week.
0: Bye for now.